Oh, yeah, I, see. I completely I agree. See you. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. I feel like the things that I also wear are pretty neutral, and it's like it's boring to throw up neutral things and be like, oh, look, pants. <laughs> right. I don't want to be like, here are jeans. Have you met them? They're jeans. Yeah. But I am excited. It's a little bit cooler here today. It's going to be hot again this weekend, but it is borderline sweater weather. And so. Yeah, you are like the fourth person I've spoken to today who's in the north. That's like, it's so great. It's cold today. I'm like, yeah, the hurricane pushed up cold air, guys. It's the hurricane. It's that's the. You're You're just feeling the edge of the hurricane. (laughs) My one client was like, so you mean it's not going to last? I'm like, Girl, how long have you lived where you live? It's like September first. It's, it's September first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is September first. I love this time of year so much. Um, but yeah, so I we're gonna talk today about what we like to wear with our knits, um, because the best way to get your knits off of your finished object pile and onto your body is to have a plan for how you're going to wear them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people don't buy sweaters in stores, right? Like maybe we're we only actually have sweaters because we're knitters. Um, yeah. And so maybe there's not like, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not trying to think about that now. <laughs> um, I am, I feel like I'm given sweaters, like hand-me-downs from other people sometimes that I'll take, but for the most part now, hold on everybody. I have to do the podcast or don't because my camera is like slowly tipping I never did that. Shh. <laughs> Let's see if it happens again. I got a new case for my computer and now everything is chaotic. All different. Yeah. As usual. But yeah. So um, today I wanted to put on, at least for the beginning of this conversation, I'm going to take this jacket off when we do the bump bump because it's cool, but it's not, it's not wear a coat inside and you're on air. Over a sweater. <laughs> over a sweater weather, but um this is going to be like my like fall festival vibes and I'm just super excited. I love it. I hope Rhinebeck is cold enough for you to wear that. Thank you. The evenings will be. And if not, we'll just turn off the AC in the house. And pretend. Sure. That's fine. We're yeah. all going to want to be wearing knitting. So yeah, but like I'm excited about having a sport weight piece in my wardrobe that has a snug enough underarm that I can wear it as an underlayering piece. Like mm. you and I both talk about this all the time. Fewer sweaters, more shirts in our handmaids. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking about like long sleeve t-shirts that I want to knit for myself because that's what the winter is like here. (laughs) Perfect. And that's Mm -hmm. what it is in most of our homes inside. So I know that there are a lot of knitters in our audience who do knit outerwear, but I think a lot of us also knit inside clothes, shirts. Inside clothes. Well, and we have a bunch of knitters who live in like totally different climates from the ones that we live in. So... Uh, there is, there are certainly a lot of places where you're going to make more use of heavier sweaters, but Jen and I don't really, right? Which is what we talked about in our most worn knits episode. And today's episode is slightly different. I know it's like, I think somewhat confusing to folks uh, when we've been talking about like, what do you wear with your knitting? We're really talking more about non-knit items today and like how we like to style our knits. And um, I'm excited to talk about that. I want some styling ideas from you, Jen. Oh, Same. speaking of, we have to have a styling meeting soon. <laughs> That's behind the scenes talk, though. So we'll save it for another time. 
Yeah, this is our like 45 minutes to not think about the rest of the to-do list. Yeah, if everyone just saw that big breath that Jen took, it's because One Wild Designs is running full steam now. Um, We are about a month away from releasing our first publication and our first collection that we're really doing together. But at the same time, we are designing two collections ahead and like making a million things happen. So we've been so crazy and I feel like I might be like last episode you were like you're so sunny I'm not feeling as sunny today but I am happy to be here (laughs) yeah well well, the thing is like we're trying to get ahead and like you know sometimes people will come in my page and be like yeah and those designers who are just churning out patterns and I'm like it's me right now like I am gonna have four UX knits going and it's not a sustainable Mm. pace but it's like Mm. it's making up for spring without a lot of things happening things are ripening all at once but you know well it's a balance right right now now. right like Mm -hmm. so Jen and I both live lives that we have learned we need to be able to give ourselves grace and I'm talking about this because I feel like a lot of y'all can relate whether you are designers or in the knitting industry or not, right? When you have different special circumstances, all of us, it's like there isn't anyone that's never going to have special circumstances that require a lot of time from time to time. And we can't necessarily predict these things. The longer that you work in an industry like the knitting industry that really does schedule so far out because it takes us so long to put together our patterns Um, especially garment designers, especially when there's really dense fit information in a pattern, then it feels horrible when you're working on a track where like nothing can go wrong or else you will fail essentially. And it's not quite that dramatic, but um, it can be like semi that dramatic. So one of the things we're really working on now is, is like, doubling down for the month so that we can be working far enough ahead to have a lot of grace built in. So sometimes there's a trade-off you make of like, I'm going to give up a little bit of my sanity now in order to have more of it in the future. So yeah. Well, and it's more or less like what I'm doing in my real life, which is stocking my freezer for cold and flow season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. Speaking of, we got to stock the podcast for cold and flu season because we're recording uh, this much later in the week than we normally get to. Almost in live time. Yeah. Almost real time recording. Oh, we actually accidentally went live today when we were testing our sound. <laughs> so if any of y'all caught that, let us know. It was a cute little mistake for five minutes. You can see my pickle hat. Yeah. Okay. Let's roll the tape and talk witches. Let's roll the bum bum. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bum. I think we're back and I think I'm fixed maybe you guys can see me now but it's okay if you can't see me today because we're not going to be holding up our clothes (laughs) no pants have you heard of them um Jen and I just both feel super awkward being that type of podcast where we present things. It's yeah. like, I always admired Vanna White so much, but now it turns out, no, I don't want to be I don't want to be Vanna. 
no no but she's a big she's really into crochet there's uh, like Lion Brand used to have yarn named after her or, or oh, one of those like companies. I remember that. Yeah. Vanna's Choice, right? That's right. Shout out to you, Vanna White. Hi, Vanna. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're watching our podcast. <laughs> but what if she is, though? <laughs> then please tell us. Right, Vanna, I'll... let us know in the comments. <laughs> you're my childhood hero, so please do. Yeah. <laughs> um,. I love that I pretend to be this visually pretending person. And then when you get to know me, I'm like, Martha Stewart and Vanna White are the coolest people in the world. (laughs) (laughs) You're like that. Uh, So true. (laughs) It's very true. So we, our Slack prompt, our prompt for the knit along this week was, what do you wear? What's your most worn with your knits piece? Which is a kind of a tough question to ask because that's like a little bit of a word salad. But like, so what is the piece that you wear the most with your knits? Mm-hmm. Best. I mean, truthfully, it's probably my sweatpants, but I want to say something cooler than that. So I will say one of my favorite pieces in my wardrobe to wear with my hand knit tees and tanks is a vintage skirt that I picked up that's kind of a strapless dress like maybe it's a beach cover-up dress but I also wear it as a high-waisted skirt um, because it has like a an elastic section that is like a jersey stretch fabric that is like maybe six or eight inches it's like pretty deep and there's this like triangular cut in the back so that the back of it almost has like a mermaid thing because there's a very full skirt that comes out from that band so I'll wear it with the triangle part in the front as a dress sometimes and I wear it with the triangle part in the back as a skirt but it's just like it's white like a cream color and then has navy stripes in the elastic part so it's just very like classic and cute I will hold it up since it's right here uh to show everybody what I'm talking about I've this never seen unique... this piece. I know. Okay, I'm going to hold it. Yeah, so there's the front, and then this is the little triangle part in the back. Oh, so, fun, yeah. Right, it makes the skirt kind of gather underneath the point of the triangle, so it feels like a mermaid tail, kind of. Yeah. So I wear that with this cotton tank that I wear all the time, or with, um, like, hand-knit tanks and, and boxy T-shirts and stuff, because it's super cute. It's super cute beach life, Florida life. And I found it at like a flea market in this um, older lady's booth where she was, is like a retired costumer and she sells actually vintage like stuff from, I think this was from the eighties. Super fun. Yeah. I love that. That's what my most unique answered piece. <laughs> what are the principles that you're applying when you are styling uh, knit with that skirt so when I wear that as a skirt right it has um, a pretty sleek section that goes to like my high hip and the it'll start around my natural waist so it's a high-rise skirt especially because if I wear it lower than that I'm pretty short and it would be like getting close to the floor um, but especially because the silhouette of it is like fairly tight down to like the low hip where my thighs would start. 
then I really like to make sure that I am wearing something that is cropped with it or I tuck in or that it also has a tight silhouette on the top because I really like the way that looks where there's like um, the close fitting silhouette through my torso down to the low hip and then there's like a really full skirt. It's almost like a more wearable version of like a fishtail dress, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that a lot of the times we achieve good harmony in pairing our knits with something when we have a little bit of diversity in volume. So Mm -hmm. not everything tight everywhere, but also not everything loose everywhere, but a little diversity in the volume between the upper and the lower body with some points where things are shaped like our body so that we get some idea that there's a figure in there. Exactly. And sometimes I like to play with it as like a loose, large box t-shirt silhouette on top then you have this very narrow section from like waist to hip and then it gets full again. So it's like a play on an hourglass, but it's not really. Um, And one of the reasons I like that skirt so much is that it does offer like kind of a unique silhouette there, but that rule applies across um, my wardrobe that if I'm wearing something higher waisted, um, I'm trying to like match that waistline usually. And I'm usually also trying to balance the silhouette between. Uh, I prefer to have a fuller silhouette on the bottom than the top. I'm, I've never been hugely a fan of like a really big t-shirt and leggings, but what about you? You know, I think as long, uh, I don't like any, I don't like anything that feels body conscious um, unless it feels evenly body conscious so like I'm not gonna do a tight waistband and loose legs but I can do leggings as long as they're like kind of equally snug everywhere or jeans that are equally Mm -hmm. snug everywhere um but I can't have something that's like just tight in the waist uh I find that whatever it is that I wear the most it needs to have it needs to come up to my natural waist which is quite high I don't want anything lower than my natural waist and it's actually okay with me if it's like sitting up like my second up rib. <laughs> me too. I much prefer a really high rise to anything that's too low. I just don't like the way that I look when something, it's not even the way I look. I don't like the feeling of something rubbing on my hip bones at all, like a waistline or a waistband. Yeah. I really don't like the way that tags feel when they're like right, this is vulgar, but like right at the top of your butt crack. A little tag there, like, irritates my skin. I mean, I hate tags in general because my skin is quite sensitive to them. But um, that area is worse than if it's, like, a little higher up. Uh, Yeah, I have a lot of particularities there. And I don't like, you know, I'm in my late 30s. When I eat and stuff, like, my belly moves around. Long gone are the days that I'm trying to have a flat stomach. And low rise is less forgiving when you're allowing more of like a natural shape to your body which by the yeah, way yeah like, like our lower abdomen is... changes dimension a lot and our natural waist not so much at least for our group and our our shapes yeah um, for me personally that, flat yeah. stomach has only ever been associated with like a pretty strict diet that um feels so stupid now <laughs> right <laughs> i um hate when my legs touch and so I'm Mm. always wearing pants even if I have a skirt on I'm wearing like bike shorts underneath of it or leggings underneath of it year round Um, but I do prefer to have um, 
I almost always end up wearing some variety of pants or jeans. So that tends to be what I wear with my knits. Um, mm-hmm. And we know from their Slack group that that's true for a lot of people, too. Um, a lot of people are just wearing jeans with their knits. So I was hoping that we could maybe today, like, think of some different ways that people can kind of bring their jeans, bring their sweaters into the current season, kind of with what we're seeing in trends. Yeah. Um, I just want to pause and say that the landscapers have just arrived here for some reason instead of in the morning time. Can you hear them? I can hear them, but it's it's fine. Okay, so we're just going to roll with that. Maybe I'm not going to edit this part out so everyone can just know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, they pass right outside of this window, like, a lot, so. <laughs> it's what it is. It is what it is today, man. We have just been on the struggle bus. Anyway, um, I think it's really exciting to to talk about different ways to incorporate wardrobe pieces and hand knit pieces. I know for myself that there's always this like one side of my aesthetic, which is a little bit more aspirational and one side of my aesthetic, which is really practical. Right. And the way that I imagine wearing clothes isn't always the way that I actually end up wearing them. Um, So in my own life, I feel like I'm always trying to look for a little bit of the balance of like bringing some whimsy in, but with pieces that I know will actually be comfortable enough or wearable enough for me to want to live my life in them. Right. That's one of the reasons. Not so precious that you're afraid of wrecking them. Right. Exactly. That's one of the reasons that skirt works well in my life because it's like a sweatshirt material almost. It's like a nice heavy cotton that is soft and um, feels like a really comfortable pair of pants, but then just looks different than that right because I get really bored of seeing my same jeans all the time but so then what is your what would your piece of advice or first piece of advice be for someone that feels similarly like they're getting bored of seeing the same things in their wardrobe all the time well I feel like we're seeing a lot of new silhouettes in pants we've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of wider legs and we're also seeing waistlines come down so we I feel like the like High-waisted jegging trend lasted forever. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so then, comfy. <laughs> yeah, it is. But now we're seeing it kind of move in the other direction, right? So we're seeing straight leg jeans. We're seeing wide leg jeans. I don't think anybody – I don't feel like sweaters tend to pair well with wide leg jeans because they are boxier. Um, save that for your tank tops. But for some of these straight-cut mid-rise pants that we're seeing now, um, I think that we can play with a little bit more fullness in that silhouette and a little bit of lower of a jean silhouette by um, by maybe pairing a camisole or a tank top or a snug fitting shirt under our sweaters. Mm. Kind of to do the exact thing that you're seeing with your skirt, right, is to add that little bit of body conscious silhouette right in the middle there and to bring those sweaters that we have that have that higher crop hemline, kind of bring them into harmony with these mid-rise jeans. So as the waistline drops... Some of us are going to have some exposed stomach we don't like. Adding in some camisoles, first of all, can give you an improved sensory situation throughout your Mm -hmm. torso, but can also let you get some new things in your wardrobe while not abandoning your knits. Make them work. And then also when we do have those fuller leg pants, looking for something that has um, a cuff, has um, a nipped in ankle, right? So Mm -hmm. like maybe it has a fuller leg, but has a tailored situation down at the ankle is going to keep us from being too 
1995 art teacher layers draping volume 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 what do you think I mean I think I am kind of really excited that there are a lot of like palazzo pants coming back and that is maybe the vibe that you're saying we don't want to be that (laughs) not to the ground well so this is what I like I like a pant that has a similar silhouette to this skirt so a tight tighter waistband that drops down to the low hip um and then it could be wide leg all the way to the ground at that point or I do also like a pant that has um a a cuff or a tailored ankle I get nervous though because I'm so short that like a lot of times I might need to hem pants and I rarely do get them hemmed but in a situation with like a, a cuff ankle or something it would be harder for me to do that and it would also be a little trickier um to hide that they weren't the right length that's what I think yeah I think that we like different things in our bottoms too so you do like more flow mm-hmm. you're I mean you're water right so it's you're gonna true. like flow your pants um and I like a really structured um flat bell seams in my pants so when you and I and you're right we are seeing like I'm thinking of the Chanel pants that is a pattern that so liberated just released that I plan to Mm-hmm. So the cup version, but they also have like a, like a three quarter length full, full bottom leg cut. How would you style that with a sweater? I mean, I'm thinking of like a cropped, a cropped sweater with a long tank underneath, basically exactly what you said. Yeah. Um, acknowledgement that I'm just going to be blurry this episode, man, it's dark here. I think that's throwing off my camera. So I'll let it go now. (laughs) I used to wear a lot like um, because yoga teacher, right? So I've had a lot of these kinds of pants in my in my life for a long time. Um, And when I was wearing a lot of yoga pants, so either a stretchy tight fit all the way down or a lot of yoga pants might have that flowy wide leg with a thick waistband, um, which is one of the reasons it's so comfortable to me. And I'm excited to see it again. So I have done that a lot with a cami underneath or a bodysuit or a leotard, right? Something that'll be form-fitting. And then a crop sweater on top. I love um, I love really short sweaters because they remind me of my years in ballet class and dance classes. And uh, I've had a lot of folds in my, in my life. There's one sweater pattern from Pearl Soho, and I'll never remember the actual name of it. But I have knit it for myself in the past two different times because it's um just a crop like fake ballet warm-up sweater and (laughs) I really like it um so I used to wear that piece a lot over a cami with like loose fitting stretchy yoga pants and I think that's a nice silhouette but I also think it can be nice like I have the Sarah pullover is um more of a shirt like sweater it's fingering weight it's not a ton of ease. Uh, there is a, a nipped in waist, but you could omit that if you wanted to and have it be more A-line or just um, body shaped, your body shaped, whatever that is. And those types of sweaters that are a thinner yarn and not a ton of positive ease, I think those look really cute with a wider leg pant, especially the French tuck. I don't know. Are French tucks still cool or are they going out of style? No? I think they're on their way out. I mean, Some I don't follow trends. Gonna I'm going to French classic. tuck forever. Yeah, French, you do. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't. I would say I don't think people are like designing clothes to French tuck anymore. But a classic French tuck is always going to look nice. As a short person, I do appreciate a French tuck because I don't like shirts that come down past my natural hip that are not tight because I don't care so much about it making like my hips look wide or anything. My hips are wide and nothing's going to hide that. You know, that's the shape of my body. Uh, But it's more that I feel like it really cuts my height. My legs are shorter. Yeah. My torso is like kind of normal size. So things that end right at the top of my thighs just make my legs look short. And I don't like that. So I'll tuck all the way in, all the way around. If it is um, a soft, you know, next to skin kind of fiber, um, I would prefer to do that than to like leave a sweater untucked that is a longer sweater. Yeah, for sure. Does tucking in sweaters mess them up? I always worry when I like tuck things in. I'm like, am I ruining you? (laughs) But I haven't noticed. (laughs) I mean, it might like cause some pilling right there or something, but. Yeah, or you might like need to like steam it later, but. Well, right. Yeah, if you tuck it, it's going to get kind of wrinkly, but. The humidity in Florida, if I just untuck something for about five minutes, it has been steamed, essentially. Right? <laughs> uh, you know what else I'm excited to see more of is um, really long statement necklaces. I feel like we're back. I've been wearing my really long statement necklaces for my jewelry brand. I've been wearing them a lot with, you know, like a cardigan or an open shirt over mm-hmm. a dress or um, whatever, what have you. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, and speaking of dresses, that trend is coming through, right? It's, we yeah, are looking at the winter, the winter of the hand-knit dress. So I did want to give a shout out for a moment or just touch on this, right? Dresses are coming in. I like to think of myself as a, one of the dress queens in the knitting world. There's a handful of folks out there who I know really love knit dresses as well, other designers and such, but. It is a something I love. And when you're wearing a knit dress, the appropriate undergarments. So like I grabbed a few of my undergarments because those are garments that I wear the most with my knits. So I really do love, and I've talked about this with sweaters too, like a leotard or they have these like bodysuit cat suits that are like shorts, you know, and those are great to have in some like nude colors to wear underneath your knits because most hand knit dresses, even sweaters, they might be a touch sheer, um, not always, but a hand knit dress that is wool and knit at a dense gauge is very, very, very warm y'all. So um, most of my dress patterns, well, most of my dress patterns are not wool, but even wool dresses that I have knit from other folks, will just tend to be a slightly more open gauge than um, maybe a top. And so I'm comfortable with like a cat suit, short cat suit or a leotard. But I also really like having just like some classic old lady slips in my in my underwear drawer. And those are great. Like for Therese, uh, if I'm going out to dinner, like I wouldn't wear that dress with just my underwear underneath it because it would it would look weird. You get dress coded. Yeah. I mean, it's not even the, it's not even that. It's like my best friend will tell you, I have been quoted as saying 
walking down the streets of New York City. I love this dress. It's just the right amount see-through while like every person on the street stared at me. <laughs> it was like, and then that particular example, I got home and was reading the care instructions and the dress that I had just bought said like shell. And then it said slip. And I had only bought half the fucking dress. That's funny. That's and funny. I was like, this is great. This dress is amazing. <laughs> I saw so- a tip the other day to, instead of wearing like white or nude, to wear a color that like matches your skin under- undertone if you're wearing something semi-sheer. So, like, if you have warm undertones to wear something, like, pink or red. Um, I do think that I do think that works really well. And I also think it works well to wear something that is a similar color to your knit. So mm-hmm. um, that will also help it to blend really well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, even if you do catch a peak of, like, a neutral colored slip through a knit dress, I don't think there's really anything too wrong with that. Yeah. But see-through I think see-through only works when it looks intentional if it looks like it wasn't meant to be a see-through dress and you're wearing it as a see-through dress then I think you look silly although take that for what it is because apparently I don't know what is meant to be a see-through dress and what isn't (laughs) I feel like you do (laughs) listen I wore that dress a lot (laughs) I'm also imagining like wide leg Jinko style jeans but with like a little delicate button up cardi, like very much tapping into that early nineties baby doll mm-hmm. tee preppy contrast. Like what if we had like a wide kind of waist conscious hem, a little bit of fit and flare V delicate button band, and then like full sleeves. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I could get excited about that. I could see something like that too. I mean, I think that what we're pointing at here is that like as for us aging millennials to reaccept this wide-legged pants trend means adding in a few layers that are going to be a little bit more body conscious in order to give us a silhouette that I think many of us are more accustomed to seeing now that we've had um, a lot of high rise and a lot of high-waisted bottoms, which I've seen like in our knit-along prompts that most of our knitters are really into that same trend and wearing high-rise, which like none of us have to stop, but the availability of high-rise items may become more scarce as we move into the next few years. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that's really cool about making our own clothes is we get to pick and choose which of the trends that we want to get into. And Mm -hmm. um, I do think that it's fun to have a personal style, but it's also fun to continue to play with that and explore that and have your sense of style um, be something that's an ongoing art form, right? Like nobody who draws wants to draw like the same thing over and over, right? Nobody who knits wants to make the same exact sweater over and over. Like we want to continue to play and evolve and grow. And the way that we wear our clothes is a part of that. Mm Mm-hmm. I say this like I'm not somebody who is like, please, no one recognize me every single day when I leave the house. Because it's like, I mean, like you, we have a mix of aspiration and like real life. And usually it's like me in a pickle ball cap and workout pants. So (laughs) I know. Well, there's a lot to be said in there, too, about just like 
there's, I'm constantly living my life between this balance of wanting to express myself authentically and not wanting to get attention for that, like, unless Mm. it's on my own terms. And so it's, you know, the thing that I loved the most about living in a city like New York is that it just doesn't matter. Like, there's always someone wearing something more eye-catching than you. Like, always someone who's visually taking up more space than you, no matter where you are. So in that kind of environment, you get a lot of room to be yourself and experiment and, and play. But then like anytime that I'm not in living in that kind of space, which I'm not now, um, I find myself wanting to blend in a little bit more because I feel like I already stand out all the time. So it's like, well, if I'm like trying to look super cool and I have all this whatever, and then people are coming up to me like all the time, like they think that I want to talk to them and and it's like having a don't. great dane yeah right or a french <laughs> or french bulldog <laughs> you know what one thing that's really interesting to me right so like the ux knit for study group um is underway and a lot of people are beginning to like get close so i'm beginning to see some finished fronts some finished backs some finished sweaters and a lot of the people who are in this ux knit are people that i've now known for a while mm-hmm. um and it's been so fun to see like to see jen right to see like just to see everybody's who I've always seen them do like a neutral or a solid to see them just like pop it out. Like, I think that we're going to have a really fun, really graphic fall. Um, And I'm just like, and then like, you know, I see like, okay, then there, maybe they go on to knit something else and I'm like, well, I'm going to color block this too. Right. (laughs) So I think it's really fun to see how people are tempted to explore new colors and new silhouettes Um, and I think that there's, when I first started knitting sweaters, it feels very precious. You don't, you want it to be, well, I want to get a lot of wear out of it. I want to get a lot of wear out of it. And there's something to be said for the abundance of having knit a lot of sweaters. You know, I think that we like to talk about sustainability and we like to talk about minimalism and how much do you actually need. But, um, particularly when you're somebody who hasn't had a lot of options for clothing to begin to accumulate enough clothes that you can take risks. That you feel like it's not going to be a waste if I spend a season knitting something that I only wear a few times a year. Right. Well, and it's not a waste because we have to take risks with our style in order to find out what we really like. And then what happens is that you know what kind of risks you want to take. And so then you can create like a bright neon pink zip up sweater or something that does require a lot of time, effort, resources, but you can know that like this bright color is one that I'm actually going to wear a lot because I have, you know, it has become a part of my wardrobe because what is a neutral? It's just something that sort of matches in with all of your aesthetic, with your style. So, yeah, um, you know, there are a lot of people who feel like chartreuse is a neutral or neon blue can be a neutral. As long as you're actually wearing it a lot, then, you know, it's a useful piece for you. But also, like you were saying, it's okay to have knits that you don't wear a lot. Like, it's okay to make something special, just like you own certain clothing that is for certain occasions. I think the only time I feel regret is when I don't find, I don't find any place to wear it, right? Like, it just didn't work out. And then you just accept the lesson you learned about what you like and you move on. Um, But as I've knit more and more, 
clothing, I've been able to become more intentional about knowing like, this is something that, you know, maybe I'll only wear it in these circumstances, but I'll be so happy to wear it then. You know? Yeah. 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 And I think, of course, like knitting our own clothes is so much different from the ones that we buy because you can just get a ton of pleasure out of making it and never wear it. And as long as that's okay mm-hmm. with you, like, great. Right. Well, there's like lots of shawl knitters who have like a hundred shawls and they're not necessarily wearing them. Right. <laughs> Although I guess shawls can be different because they're super, Jen's like, I will say nothing about the shawl knitters. No, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm wondering, I, I wear my shawls. Um, if I ever knit myself like a scarf or a shawl, I've knit it because I will wear it. But yeah. I have just seen a lot of people have left me comments recently or said things in passing recently uh. that have been like, I knit all these shawls, but I don't wear them. You know, that it's like, I think there's a stage of like shawl knitting that a lot of people go through because yeah. shawls can be such intricate and like sometimes such exquisite like works of mastery. And they're a little bit gauge agnostic. If your gauge isn't perfect, it's not like it's not going to fit. That's true. You just might run out of yarn or something. Um, But, and they're even like fairly forgiving that if you did run out of yarn, you could probably just, you know, figure it out. So yeah. um, Still, I think that even people who accumulate a lot of shawls, you can always use them as like lap blankets and things like that. Even if that might not be there their most elevated use. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the reason that we asked this question, right, is because we really um, want to make sure that we're designing things that will work with Yale's wardrobe, right? So mm-hmm. this question that we asked in the knit along and that we're talking about here is both to share a little bit about our perspectives on incorporating knits into our wardrobe, um, but also because we do want to hear from you. Like, we want to know what you're wearing. We want to make sure that we're designing things that fit into your wardrobe. Um, Yeah. So tell us about it in the comments. Tell us about it in the Slack. Mm -hmm. Send us a letter. (laughs) Send us a a carrier pigeon. Yeah, send us a carrier pigeon. Call us. (laughs) Do you layer knits with dresses often? I don't wear a lot of dresses because I am two different sizes on the top and the bottom. Mm. Um, And the dresses that I had that I wore that were such a staple part of my wardrobe um, are showing their wear very badly, even though I have over dyed them. And because they don't have bust starts, they gap. And so I haven't really replaced them. I'm hoping that my, the company I bought them for will, uh, um, begin adding bust arts because mm. they need them they have them in a few things now so i'm kind of waiting on that but okay. i had a set of linen dresses that i wore every single day i feel like i remember you wearing a bunch of linen dresses mm. like around the time you released herbalist that's right yeah and i had two in rotation i wore them every week for i probably got 150 wears out of each of them mm. um and then i over one and kept wearing it but my body's changed shape and they're not a great fit for the boobs anymore yeah, that makes sense. Um, I just always struggle with putting a sweater over a dress in general, like a non-cardigan. There's something about the way that it looks to me that is just like not natural, even when it's sitting at the waist of the dress where, you know, it's like the, I think because I just really like 
either having things tucked or having some sort of gap before the waistband that I struggle to pair a sweater and a dress and like the way it looks. It has a lot to do with where the respective waistlines are, but also one trick is to put a belt on under the sweater. Well, I just got served an Instagram ad for something. I think it's called like a tuck it. And I was like, is this a drag ad? But it wasn't. Uh. It was for, (laughs) well, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Being a woman with a woman, I get ads for all kinds of things. But it was a little device that you like put under your shirt that makes it look tucked in. So uh, it was like specifically like, and put this sweater over your dress. And I actually liked the way it looked in the little ad. So yeah, a belt or a thing to like roll a, ro- a band of, of elastics. Yeah. yeah. Seems like it could be a cool way to pair a pullover and a, and a dress. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I think cardigans look great over dresses. And also long cardigans look great with leggings. You're releasing some knits that you designed to pair with leggings, right? Yeah. Our athletic what were you thinking of? What were you thinking of in terms of what you like for that silhouette um i really wanted those to be so okay so this winter we're going to do an athleisure collection and for me Mm -hmm. because i do wear like workout pants all day long um because they're a sensory win for me and they're comfortable i really wanted some knits that i could wear with it like this i love this like classic wool look but i also wanted some things that didn't feel out of place and mm-hmm. could dress up those garments. And so those are, for me, going to be not super voluminous, right? Like, I feel like an oversized sweater with leggings is too much sweater. Per Only if it's, like, ratio. a tunic, you know? Like, if it's an oversized sweater dress with leggings underneath it, kind of. Not the shiny kind of leggings. Not workout leggings. Well, no, not workout leggings. They don't yeah. match well with a sweater dress. But, like, cotton leggings. Yes, that's with, a yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, but like, a classic fall. <laughs> Right. I mean, I trust me, I know, because I lived in the in the world of shiny pants before. (laughs) So I have some old cotton leggings, but they're not as comfortable as my shiny pants. So I wanted garments that I could wear with shiny pants. And for me, that felt like it has to be either not sweater look like sweater, sweater looking. Right. Mm -hmm. Or it has to be ironically sweater looking. So like breaker is wool um, and it's little and it's like a dolman silhouette. Right, so it's cropped. Um, and it's a zip-up, so it feels kind of like a zip-up hoodie, even though it doesn't have a hood. It sort of feels the way that, like, a warm-up jacket would feel. Yeah, it feels like if one of the, you know, workout brands made a sweater. Right. Yeah. Which, so it's yeah. a little, I, not, I don't want to say ironic, but it's, like, not sweatery. No. Everything is, it's wool, but it, nothing else about it is, like, sweatery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Panda is like a novelty fabric. The fiber is a silk wool brushed, brushed merino. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it looks and feels like fleece, like polar fleece. Um, yeah. Which then fits. Yeah. And the silhouette is totally like cow hoodie. It's, there's nothing sweatery about this sweater. Mm-hmm. Right. I got the drawstrings far. I know it's really cute. I can't see her. You can't see her. We couldn't see her. She's too far That's away. Okay. That's it's okay. okay. Um, yeah, the the sweater that I'm 
doing for that collection is a, is a ballet warm-up wrap sweater, or at least inspired by that. Um, and it's going to have a higher, like, hemline, um, more at the natural waist. Although then if you wore it open, it would hang longer than that. So that to me is like one of the silhouettes I've worn the most with my as leisure when I wanted to like wear my leggings, my yoga wardrobe, right? And feel though like a little prettier than that, like a little more feminine and a little softer. A little fluttery. Um, Yeah, a little fluttery. So I do like having that flow. Although also then when you wrap a sweater like that, then you're getting a form-fitting silhouette, which then you're, like, all sleek, which, you know, if I'm in the mood for that, then I'm in the mood for that. (laughs) Yeah, I could totally see myself wearing that design. I've been thinking about how fun it is, like, that we both really interpreted this from our own kind of background and Mm -hmm. the things that we have done with body movement and the sports hobbies practices that we have had. Yeah, athleisure is a very comfortable place for me. We can do more athleisure collections in the future, and I probably wouldn't run out of ideas because that um, we've talked about like how I developed my style, and I definitely I gave shout outs to like my Nirvana loving babysitter and the Delia's catalog, but also through you know athleisure has been a big part of my wardrobe for like the last. Uh, basically 25 years, like two thirds of my life, at least I've been in yoga, in ballet, in dance, in then teaching full time. So thinking about how to make athleisure look the way I wanted to make it look. Yeah. It's like been a huge part of my life. And, uh, so it was, it was pretty straightforward for me to be like, I know what I want to do in there. Um, but I'm excited about that because there can be a bit of a clash between knitting patterns that are not intentionally made to be worn with those types of clothing and, um, and ones that were right. Yeah. And you know, my fitness practices have always been like more like bodybuilding, right. Which is like mm-hmm. sawed off sweatshirts and you're in the gym two or three times a day. So you would never take off your, like why you only own life leisure, you only own right. workout clothes. And it's not really athleisure, right? It's athletic. Uh, so it's <laughs> right. been fun to be like, well, what would I wear to the gym if I were a knitter? Mm-hmm. Um, and to really think about that. Yeah. I think it's definitely scratching an itch that I had when I was like 25 and looking for knitting patterns that I could knit to wear with this type of clothing. So uh, here we are all this time later, but I think so many people find themselves coming back to that idea of like our aspirational wardrobe and our everyday wardrobe. Um, I think so many people find themselves in that state. And what I'm hoping is that we can start to like merge those things a little more. Like Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be wearing sweatpants, but that doesn't mean that I have to look like completely like I didn't put any effort into my outfit today, you know? And it doesn't mean I want a clean silhouette. So it's going to be a sloppy fitting garment. Right. Fit still matters. Fit matters even more maybe in an oversized garment. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Or a relaxed fit garment. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think there's room for all of us to, to bring that kind of idea of who we want to be or how we want to dress um, and just keep refining that into like 
what actually makes sense for us to be able to live and like work in that space, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, people can also come tell us what they wear their clothes with. Yeah, especially if um, if you misunderstood our prompt, which was not your fault. <laughs> in well, the no, I on. mean, like they can like physically come tell us if they live. Oh, right. In, in Baltimore. We're going to be there. So this episode will be airing soon in the beginning of September and you'll have just about two weeks uh to sign up i think two weeks exactly until we are at lovely yarns in baltimore that's the 18th or the 19th the 20th sure (laughs) it's the 20th it's a wednesday it's a wednesday evening it's going to be from seven till nine and it's going to be a super fun night um They've priced tickets quite affordably, so they're $20 a person, and you can come hang out with us. We are going to be talking a little bit about yarn subs. We'll also be talking some about fit, and we would love to invite you specifically to bring a pattern that you want to make um, a yarn sub for or that you want to cast on, and uh, let's co-workshop your fit. Let's co-workshop your fiber choice, your colors. I love that. Um, Yeah. Let's get your next project Yeah, and then you can tell us what you're going to wear with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, We're super excited. I know that tickets are limited for that. So hopefully. Yes. So if you haven't signed up and you'd like to come, go ahead and sign up. Um, We'll be seeing Ellen there. We can't wait to see you again, Ellen. And tell us if you're coming, anyone else that we know. We like to know who's going to be there or or if we know you guys in advance. It's exciting for us. Um, Mm -hmm. What else? We'll also be in New York the next month. But we'll give you more official details about that. Not today. today. (laughs) When my brain works again. (laughs) I know I will be with, um, I'll be doing some vending. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's hold off on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll share more soon. But uh, you can tell us if you're going to be in the Rhinebeck area for that weekend at all. And we'd love to know that, too. yeah and then we'll uh we'll share whenever we have the next the next dates but also if you have a if you're somewhere you have an amazing local yarn store and you would love to see us in your city then tell us that too because we're on the lookout for places that we can meet now that we have our official business jen and i have to be together several times a year so uh, we're trying to make the most of that and use those times to also spend with you. So, yeah, tell us where you are and what you want to do with us. <laughs> See, whenever I say things like that, I'm like, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You guys know what I meant. Everyone knows yeah. what I meant. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I was just going to say, I think we're toasted. I think Mm -hmm. we're done. Um, Let's go edit some patterns. Let's get edited. I used to do photos now. So I'll see everybody on Instagram in a few hours. See you on the gram, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Until next time, y'all. Happy knitting. And we hope it's a great week for you. Bye.